You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? What the prime time, bitch? Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This house is clean. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. I am pain. Yes, welcome everybody to Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. That's right, it's not Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween, but we've decided that we're going to do something. And that we're going to explore the world of horror as we know it. That's right. Everything, whether it's television, print, or media, we are exploring it here on Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. That's right. We are counting down the days until everybody's favorite day is here. And Halloween is officially 274 days away exciting couldn't get here any closer i love october but you know what like ministry said every day is halloween so why not we're celebrating it and we've got a a great first show for you guys that's right great first episode of eddie's countdown to halloween we are we've got some horror news for you guys heck yeah we've also got a comic book review heck yeah and we've got a movie review So we are just going to be flying off the handles here. But we're excited. You know, there's a lot to go through in the world. And one of the things I wanted to get into first is a little bit of sad news. I just heard of the passing of Lisa Loring. Now, for those of you guys who don't know who Lisa Loring is, she is the original actress. She's the first actress ever to play Wednesday Adams in any sort of medium that wasn't a comic strip. So basically, television show, yep, she's the first. So you can forget about Christina Ricci or Jenny Ortega, who plays who is the new Wednesday. This is the original Wednesday, and unfortunately, Lisa Loring has passed away. She uh, was just a loving person. We all grew up to love her Wednesday, the gloomy Wednesday, as always. But, yeah, sadly, she passed away at the age of 64 years old. And uh, she did quite a few things, you know, not a lot. She didn't really act a lot, uh, but she was in, you know, films like Blood Frenzy, uh, Iced, Way Down in Chinatown. She did some uh, TV series appearances as like uh, as the world turns, I think she did seven episodes of that. Barnaby Jones, she did Fantasy Island once. So yeah, I mean it's a little. In the, you know, she did the uh, the TV movie uh, Halloween with the new Adams family, where she played Wednesday Senior. And uh, yeah, that was about it, man. But you know, she is always going to be beloved. If you ever get a chance to watch the original Adams Family series, you gotta you gotta give it a shot. She is. She's the one that we all base everything after, uh, off of, right? She is the original, the OG Wednesday. 
in the horror world. So my condolences, obviously, to to her friends and family. May she rest in power. And uh, we will never forget Lisa Loring, the original Wednesday Adams. So there you go. Um, I'm also reading a book right now currently to, get, to switch gears a little bit. I'm reading a book. I'm kind of excited. So Grady Hendrix uh, released a book in January, which uh, we're still in. Ha, 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 funny enough. Uh, it's called How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Now, for those of you guys who don't know who Grady Hendrix is, you may remember his. Uh, we did My Best Friend's Exorcism. For this past year's uh, Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween. You may also remember there was a film called Satanic Panic. About a uh, pizza delivery driver that has to deal with a bunch of Satanists. That was written by him. Uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism was based off of his book. So they, they adapted his book and turned it into a film. So I was going through the aisle of of uh, one of my uh, of a store that I had a gift card to, and I'm like, "What am I going to spend the rest of this gift card on?" And I couldn't think, and uh, all of a sudden, I just came across it, and the cover kind of grabbed me for some reason, and uh, I saw Grady Hendrix. I'm like, "What do I know that name?" And then I remembered, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to grab this." So hopefully. Uh, soon enough, anyways, we'll have uh, Eddie's book report, uh, which we'll do based on that. But it's so far, so far, so good, man. I'm, I'm digging it. Right now, they're going through kind of like they're setting the tone and they're kind of setting the uh, the picture, so to say, for you right now in the chapters that I've covered. Uh, but things look like they're going to go in a certain direction. And I can kind of sense it right now just based off of what I've already read. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, but like I said, hopefully soon we'll have a book report for you guys. I'm trying to read it as best as I can. This is the first book in a very long time that I've picked up. I uh, got away from reading books. It was just into comics for a long time. Because comics, it's a quick read. And then you're done. Books, you have to be like fucking committed. Let me tell you. You got to be committed. So, yeah, it, it's been fun. I've been enjoying it a lot. It's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, we're doing that. Um, all right, so we're going to take a, a quick little break here. When we come back, we're going to have the comic book review for you guys because uh, there's going to be a lot of horror comics that are going to be coming out in the stores uh, at least this spring. Starting in February all the way through April, there's going to be a lot of titles that are going to be available that are horror titles that you guys should check out. And I checked out one that came out this past week, and I'm pretty excited about it, so stay tuned. All right, welcome back, everybody. So we're looking at a comic book here. And we're checking out Nightwalkers, uh, number one, which came out last week, courtesy of Source Point Press. And Nightwalkers was written by Colin Bunn, who some of you may remember if you're a Marvel fan, especially he's uh, done work with the Venomverse. He's done uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. And he's even done some stuff with Cyberpunk 2077. He wrote the comic, and the art and cover was done by Joe Picardo, who uh, you may remember he did uh, Phantasmagoria, 
and he's currently doing West Moon Chronicle. So they've done uh, Nightwalkers, and they presented it. And the comic basically uh, takes place in a rehab, and it follows this character, Saren, who is kind of your jaded sort of character. You know what I mean? Like, she's the she's the battle-tested, uh, but just severely jaded about everything. She doesn't know what direction she's heading in in life. She doesn't know what she's doing with her life. The only thing she knows is that if she keeps messing up, she just ends up in this rehab center, and it's like a vacation. She's basically a, uh, a, rich, uh, a little rich girl who uh, seems to keep finding herself in rehab every single time. And uh, But things are different. She feels uh, like things are, are weird, sort of alienated, very weird. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, the staff just completely disappears, right? They're nowhere to be found. They're all locked in. Some of the ones that are still kind of new are going through withdrawals are the ones that are going a little more crazy than the ones that have been there for multiple weeks. And they managed to break out, which seems like such a bad idea that nobody thought of covering the broken glass because, I mean, classic horror trope, you know what I mean? Like, you're leaving broken glass, something's obviously wrong, and there's blood on it. Something's obviously going to happen. And it does. They're visited by a monster who just starts tearing them apart. They don't know what's going on, and some of them manage to escape. And uh, they don't really know what they're doing. They're just in the woods, and that's where the story kind of ends with the first one. And, uh, yeah, so pretty cool story. It, it, it's it's hard to explain, you know, at first by looking at the, at the cover, it was one of those where it was like, okay, this is either A, going to be a vampire or uh, some sort of zombie story is what I kept thinking when I picked up Nightwalkers. Uh, but reading it, it's, it's definitely a monster story. Now, what the monster is, I'm not sure. Is it a, is it a vampire? I don't know. It's definitely not a... I don't think it's a zombie, but there's some weird connection between Saren, who's our main character, and this uh, and this monster. And I haven't quite figured out what the connection is, but I have a hunch about it. So yeah, it's a pretty cool comic book. I definitely think uh, with time we could we could see something really good here, especially with this kind of story. But I mean, there's just more than just this. There's a lot of comic books. They're going to be coming out soon. Uh, we all know that one of them, Nightfall, is already out, and i got to pick that up. I'm definitely going to check out Nightfall Double Feature, uh, which just seems incredible. we got The Nasty, which is going to be coming out from Vault Comics in March. Uh, Blackula is getting his own series from Jason Sean Alexander and Rodney Barnes. That will be coming out in February. Uh, where Monsters Lie is, is this week, actually, if you're – Technically going by New Comic Book Day, which is every Wednesday, uh, where Monsters Lie from Kyle Starks, Vladimir Popoff, uh, I guess Peter Kowalski, although I don't know if I'm saying his name right, uh, and Joshua Reed. So look out for that. That's coming from Dark Horse. We got The Neighbors, which is going to be coming from Boom in March, which looks pretty good. The Harrower, which uh, could be the slasher comic. I want to say 
I could be wrong, but I think it could be like a slasher-esque comic. That's coming from Boom in February also. Uh, Know Your Station is out already. Uh, The first two issues are available, and the next one's coming in February. Double Walker, which is, uh, what do they call it, a trade paperback? That's already out from Dark Horse. You can get that. Uh, All Eight Eyes looks freaking fantastic. I can't wait for that to come out in April. I believe April 29th from Dark Horse Comics. That is more your monster. Monster, classic 50s monster movies kind of comic. So that I'm definitely looking forward to. So there's a lot of good stuff uh, coming out. And there's a lot of stuff that's already out. I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Has its own comic out from, uh, I believe it's American Mythology, something like that. Uh, I know Night of the Living Dead has its own comic book that's out right now. And you can always check out old horror titles like all the classic Tales from the Crypt uh, comics. Ice Cream Man is a good series if you like anthology series. And just so much, so much more. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the upcoming months. I definitely suggest uh, checking out Nightwalkers. I'm definitely looking forward to where it's going to head. But right now, off the top of my head, if I was to give it a grade, you know, right now I'd probably give it an A minus so far. We'll see where it goes. That it could all change. You know, we've seen some stories where it starts off kind of good. It's got you hooked because it's the point of the first issue. It's the hook. Let's get you hooked in wanting to see more and uh you know could fall apart so we'll see um we got some some more news here uh obviously you guys there's a lot of horror movies coming out and one that was just announced return from uh to silent hill that's going to be coming out october 27th so that's something for me to look forward to when it comes to eddie's 31 days of halloween uh hopefully you guys will check that out too And uh, just a ton, a ton of stuff. So we're going to get into some news right now before we get into our movie review. And we've got a good one for you guys. Hopefully you went to the theaters and you checked out Infinity Pool. If not, uh, I'm going to tell you about it. But spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happens, do not continue on when we do the movie review. And our first piece of news, though, one of the biggest pain in the asses that horror fans are finding is legal issues. And legal tie-ups with who owns the rights to characters, film titles, so on and so on and so on and so on. And we all know Friday the 13th has been one of the big topics of late of this pain-in-the-ass process. Well, apparently Sean S. Cunningham has uh, announced that he's doing a Friday the 13th reboot. But not only that, he's also doing a reboot of House. And he's got a movie that he's producing also coming out called The Night Driver. So Bloody Disgusting is reporting that they found out that Sean S. Cunningham is working on his own reboot, and that's not the series that we keep hearing about that Victor Miller uh, is doing with Brian Fuller of Hannibal and A24 as they develop a, a prequel series for Peacock that's called Crystal Lake. So this has nothing to do with it. And right now he's producing an original film called The Night Driver, uh, which he has worked with writer Jeff Locker and director Jeremy Weiss. 
And here's what Locker said. Uh, Sean hired me to do a rewrite on The Night Driver, and after working closely with director Jeremy Weiss and him on that, we naturally got to talking about Friday the 13th and House. Jeremy and I pitched our dream reboot of Friday the 13th with Sean's blessing to keep it keep developing it with him. Obviously, the prequel TV series has reignited interest about a new film, so we're hoping the surrounding excitement will, will inspire both sides to come together and give us Jason on the big screen again for the first time in 14 years. But we also have a plan B for a sequel to the original we think fans will absolutely love and should avoid any legal entanglements. And here's what he had to say about uh, House, which apparently is going to get a video game concept. Uh, but he says the House reboot is both an update and reimagining of the classic series centering around the birth of a haunted house. Lots of great scares and howl at the screen laughs. Plus, we're bringing back a few of your favorite monsters from the original for some really fun but equally terrifying kills. I'm working on the script as we speak, and all, is, all I can say is I'm having a fucking blast. So there you go. Uh, for those of you guys that were fans of the movie House, I loved House. Great movie. Um, but there you go. There's there's the talk, and, and this is where the confusion comes in as to who owns the rights to Jason, right? So I remember the original idea was that they could create films with Jason in it. They just couldn't call it Friday the 13th, which is why we got Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, uh, Freddy versus Jason, and then there was the reboot Friday the 13th, which, you know, kind of threw in some confusion there. Um, but who exactly owns the rights to Jason? We got to remember Victor Miller was the writer of Friday the 13th. And if you remember Jason's mom, see, the guys, uh, the original killers from Scream are like, come on. The original killer in Scream is Jason's mom, not Jason. Jason is just a name that's mentioned, and he's a little boy that comes popping out of a lake. So the actual Jason Voorhees with the hockey mask makes me wonder, well, is that part of it just because his name is Jason too? I don't know. But that's the, the, the pain in the ass process that's happening right there with this whole thing. And, and I know a lot of us, we saw what, David Gordon Green and them did with Halloween and and they're doing it with The Exorcist as we speak. But uh, usually when, when a horror franchise does well, a slasher franchise does well, usually reboots of other films follow. And I don't know. The way things are looking right now, it doesn't look like it. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. For those of you guys... That have been addicted to HBO and HBO Max. The Last of Us Season 2 is coming. That's right. HBO has just ordered a new season of The Last of Us. I personally have not had the chance to check it out. I do want to check it out. Um, it looks fantastic. I, I, you know, I guess the finale is scheduled for March 12, 2023. So people are just ranting and raving. Uh, apparently 5.7 million viewers saw the second episode, while 4.7 million viewed the, the first one. 
So that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm going to try to get on this so I can watch and hopefully give you my own report on The Last of Us. We'll see. We'll see. Um, in other news, Barbarian director Zach, uh, Zach Kreger says he's already got another horror movie coming. That's right. For those of you guys, I didn't get to watch Barbarian. That's going to be on my list of movies to watch. Uh, but apparently his hit was such a hit. He's got another film on the way. And uh, plot details for Weapons. Apparently the movie's called Weapons. Uh, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Are being kept holstered. But it's described as a multi and interrelated story horror epic that is that tonally is in the vein of Magnolia. The 1999 actor crammed showcase from filmmaker Paul Thomas Anderson. So there you go for those of you guys that are interested in that. And other sad news. Uh, we began with, with uh, you know, the one about Lisa Loring. Well, for those of you guys that were ever fans of the original uh, Salem's Lot, because Salem's Lot's getting a remake, and that's going to be coming out this year. Uh, actor Lance Kerwin best known for playing Mark Petrie in Tobe Hooper's Salem's Lot from 1979, has unfortunately just passed away at 62 years old. This is according to Variety. Uh, an autopsy to determine the cause of death has been conducted, but according to uh, and that's according to his daughter Savannah. There you go. Um, Kerwin's also worked on Little House on the Prairie, Reflections of Murder, Gunsmoke, Escape to Witch Mountain, and Wonder Woman. And... Um, after Salem's Lot, he, he appeared in The Boy Who Drank Too Much, A Killer in the Family, uh, Enemy Mine, Murder, She Wrote, New Lassie, Outbreak, uh, so on and so forth. His most recent is The Wind and the Reckoning, which came out in 2022, so if you want to check that out. But uh, RIP to Lance Kerwin of Salem's Lot. That is unfortunate news. All right, we're going to take another small little break. When we come back, it is time for our horror movie review. So, like I said... To all you guys out there, spoiler alert, beware. If you don't want to know what happens, stop the episode now. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money, then? He married Rich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. Come on. Mr. James Foster, you have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What would you say? for a significant sum. We'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Yeah! Yeah, Show me how strong you are. 
simulate is disgusting. You could just sit there and watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? All right, it's time to talk about uh, Infinity Pool, which was directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who Cronenberg, uh, excuse me, who is the son of the world famous David Cronenberg, the creator, uh, really the the god of body horror, um, I should say. So you know what is definitely going to be going on with Infinity Pool. It is a complete mind fuck, first of all. Uh, but anyways, so getting into it, the. Uh, the film stars Mia Goth, who I love. Mia Goth is is really growing on me as of the past like four or five years now. Uh, her performance in Pearl was absolutely amazing, um, and you can believe her performance in this absolutely amazing again. Uh, but she plays Gabby, and uh, it also stars Alexander Skarsgård, not to be confused with the other Skarsgård. That plays Pennywise. No, 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 no. This is the older brother, Alexander Skarsgård, who you may remember from True Blood. That's right, all you vampire horror fans out there. Uh, He plays James Foster, who is an author who goes to this island resort, which apparently is one of these places that you seriously cannot go off property. Otherwise, you are severely fucked. And he goes with his wife, M, who's played by... Uh, Cleopatra Coleman, who uh, you may remember from the the Hulu show uh, Dope Sick, which was pretty good. Uh, recommend that. And uh, they meet this couple, uh, Gabby, obviously played by Mia Goth, and her husband, Albon, who's played by Julia Lesper, who is an actor and director himself. Uh, but basically, they're like, hey, you know, why don't you guys, uh, you know, hang out with us? You know, we're going to rent this car. We're going to get off the property. We're going to go down to the, you know, the secret spot. We're going to party. Right. Meanwhile, my wife unknowingly to your wife is going to jerk you off in the woods or excuse me, masturbate you or whatever. I don't know how else to describe the act to get you hooked. Then all of a sudden on the way back. He by accidentally hits a guy, and to the advice of this other couple, stupid advice, but to the advice of this other couple, they flee the scene, and eventually the next day he's caught. They got him red-handed because the other couple ratted on him, and all of a sudden there's this weird little law. So he's basically telling him that, listen, the way we do things on this island is the if the person you killed has a son that son in turn gets to kill you as part of the punishment that's your that's your punishment but for a fee we do something here where basically we create a body double so they create a clone and that clone will have all your memories everything and basically, you'll go in and you have to watch as this person stabs your clone to death. Or as, so we think it's the clone, right? 
But as the film goes on and on and on, you start to discover that it's not the clone that they're killing. It's the original version or whatever version became before that. And the movie ends up turning into the sick game where, you know, he's trying to get away from this group because he finds out they've just been using him for fun. And, you know, it just create complete chaos from then on out. Um, stylistically, this movie is just insane. There's some insane shit in here. And some of the choices for camera shots were very, very interesting, to say the least. Um, but, you know, overall, was I crazy about the film? Not necessarily. I was crazy about... M- about Mia Goth, you know, it's it's not bad seeing her naked in a film, I'm not going to lie, uh, but her performance was probably the game changer, her performance in this film was probably the scene stealer, she does such an amazing job of being this innocent seductress, right, where she seems innocent, but really... There are some layers you need to peel back, and then you'll figure out who she really is. And she eventually shows herself. And some of the scenes are just so weird, right? There's a scene where, like, she's like, get the dog. Because at one point, he thinks he's beating the shit out of, out of, uh, out of this general, this, this sergeant. And, who has his his passport not allowing him to leave and it turns out he just literally beat the crap out of himself because it's one of his clones and they're playing this sick game and uh that's when he tries to run and then like Mia Goth just goes off and it's a performance of a lifetime for Mia Goth I loved it loved her performance and then the movie has this weird kind of kind of outtake at the end where it's just like, you know, he kind of, uh, I guess, just doesn't feel normal. I'm still trying to understand the ending to this film. But uh, overall, it, it's, a, it's a good film. It's, very, it's a very artsy body horror film from, from Brandon Cronenberg. Cronenberg, excuse me. I don't know why I want to call him Cronenberg. Uh, but yeah, he does he does a good job. The movie overall, you know, if you're into that, you know, if you're into a very artsy kind of horror film from Neon Films, then you know, hey, this is this is the one for you. But if you want to see it because you're a fan of Mia Goth, I definitely recommend. Or even if you love Alexander Skarsgård, by all means. Um, but Mia definitely steals the show, and I and I think if it wasn't for Mia. I don't know how well this film would have been uh, overall. I think Alexander could have carried it for the most part, but she just adds this element to it that's just beyond comprehension. So I'm going to give the film a B-plus for a final grade only because it's not the horror film that I was expecting, but that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But I just think... Too much it relies on, on Mia's performance. And Mia's performance is what carries the film all the way to the end. So that's why I gave it that for a final grade. 
Um, all right, so there you guys go. Every week we'll do a uh, hopefully a comic review, a movie review, and so on and so forth as we count down the days to Halloween. We're almost there. Uh, another 270 plus days to go until we get there. So we will see you there, and I will see you guys next time right here on Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. <laughs>